So if you're listening out there and, and you're thinking that perhaps you don't look a certain way or you're, um, you know, you wish your calves were more muscly or you wish your arms were more toned or any of those thoughts that I had when I often looked at myself in the mirror you know, and the countless times where I was at gyms, you don't need to, to change anything about you and you're much better off trying to look at ways in which you can improve your performance on the field or, or whether that's in the pool or um, on the court rather than knowing that by taking out and not eating pasta or missing out an opportunity to go out with your friends, they're the moments that you, you don't want to miss. Creativity, ideas and passion. Welcome to the Girls Invent podcast. In this series, we talk to amazing women who, when challenged, have successfully reinvented themselves to take on what life throws at them and build truly authentic lives. At Girls Invent, we also run an inventing and business development program that enables girls to create unique product ideas and turn these into successful businesses. Here is your host. So welcome. This is Mark. I'm a co-founder at Girls Invent. And I'm very privileged to uh, introduce uh, our next guest um, for today's podcast, and that's uh, Georgia Wilson. Hi, Georgia. How are you going? Hi, Mark. I am, yeah, having a great day so far and I'm really looking forward to being able to speak to you over the next half an hour to hour. Fantastic. Thanks, Georgia. Well, um, Georgia has been very kind to join, join us from Perth today and uh, has been travelling quite a lot, particularly... Uh, um long distances so um i hope i don't wear her out uh, th thanks for yeah joining us again georgia no my, my pleasure so uh georgia's um pretty amazing uh in lots of ways and she'll talk uh, later about uh her career um representing uh, australia in um hockey particularly the, the hockeroos and um so we'll we'll be Fortunate to hear all about that. Um, but uh, before we spill the beans, um, Georgia, just thinking back um, back to your early life, you know, when you're a, a girl, um, are there any particular experiences or uh, events that you want to talk about that maybe you'd like to share with anyone listening? I grew up in... Uh, a place which was quite isolated. It was it was around an hour from Perth, and uh, I would say it was almost sheltered in a way. Uh, and I think that really led to a lot of my passion and desire to pursue being an athlete. I didn't come from a family where I was, you know, surrounded by gold medals on walls or have you know parents who had achieved uh, you know Olympic uh, accolades or or any of those um, successes and for me I, I probably only started to really understand that I was able to pursue a career in sport through my, my desire and ambition and, and really a willingness to work hard which, which had been developed and really discovered at a, at a young age because I had grown up in a place where I had to learn to amuse myself. I didn't have you know, a lot of neighbours who I could go and get up to mischief with. I was um, always the, the young girl in the neighbourhood who would just be walking up and down the street with a hockey stick or running laps around the block or trying to you know, go to yoga or run with my neighbours in the morning before they went to work because I was, I was too young to be able to run by myself. And, and it was really that 
yeah, that just willingness to, to want to be active and, and fit, which I think gave me a great start. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested listening to you talk about that. Like, given that you pursued a career or a direction that was so unusual, was there something in particular that just prompted you one day or you saw something or you talked to somebody who said, look, you know, this is for me, athletics or sport is for you? I'd always been, uh, I guess, talented with hockey. I wasn't ever the most talented growing up, but because I had played with boys up until the age of 11 or 12, when I moved down to Vic Park, which was uh, our new local club, my parents took me down there, my dad in particular, and and I remember it was the first time that I was trialling for a, a girls' team. And afterwards, the coach pulled, pulled my dad aside and, and we were worried about whether I was going to be good enough to make the A grade. And, and this um, particular individual, his name was John Bestel, and he was a dual Olympic silver medalist and, and really a, a well-respected figure in the hockey community. And he called my father aside and said, I think we've got a special one here. And for me, that was probably the first time in my life where I thought maybe I I could become something, you know, other than just a, a kid from the hills who had, um, yeah, practiced playing in, in her backyard growing up. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it gives me um, a shiver just thinking about that, that experience. It must have been uh, life-changing. Good on you. Um, Thank you. So... You, I mean, in hearing your story, although you know you got a bit of a a kick along with um, with that particular coach, um, there must have been some pretty significant setbacks, disappointments, frustrations. You know, it maybe even injuries along the way um, in in your career. Do you want to talk about some of those ones where you just had to really dig deep to to keep going? Most definitely, and. When I was around 19 years old, I hadn't actually ever represented Australia in the junior um, team before. I'd been, you know, identified as having potential, but I hadn't ever had the luxury of being able to go away. And and I remember I was trialling for a tour to South America and I didn't end up making the team. And it was the first time where I really thought that perhaps – you know, it was a it was a proper setback and perhaps that I wasn't good enough to ever make it. But um, the work ethic that I spoke about earlier and, and that work ethic that had been instilled meant that I went out and, and probably worked harder than any of the others that hadn't been selected or those who had. And subsequently, six months later, um, for the major tournament that they were travelling for in preparation, I, w- I was selected to go on there. And, and three weeks before I was set to leave for this, It's called Junior World Cup, so it's held every four years and it's for um, players all over the world, 21 years and under, um, to go away and compete. And and I was selected and three weeks before I was set to depart, I tore a 15-centimetre grade three hamstring tear. And that was my first ever major injury. And it was also the first time that I really had to deal with uh, the mental I guess, challenges and hurdles associated with um, being injured because up until that point in time, I, I was quite lucky that I had never experienced one. And 
and then going forward, I, I rehab that properly and I was really diligent. And just as I was preparing uh, for the Commonwealth Games last year, I tore my ACL. So for those listening who don't know, uh, an ACL is your anterior cruciate ligament and it's a ligament uh, located deep within the knee. And uh, what it means is that if you rupture it, it, it normally uh, confirms that you have a 12-month uh, flat rate of being away from sport. So I spent the entirety of last year uh, on the sidelines and, and spent 14 months rehabbing my ACL. And it was a very long and, and difficult and lonely it was a really lonely process. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I didn't realise you're going to take me on such a an emotional roller coaster in this chat. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not being a downer. <laughs> no, not, not at all. No, we we've just come for the high from from your coach, and so no, it's all good. It's just that, um, yeah, I, I'm um, I, I'm I'm sort of walking alongside you as you, as you tell me all this. It, um, it's a lot to to take on, but. Uh, Gives me a real good good sense of yeah what you've been through. Yeah, and and that's one thing that's so important to me is that often we see these athletes who achieve you know success and, and reach the pinnacle of their sport, and um, a lot of the the emotional roller coasters or lows aren't spoken about, and it gives uh, aspiring athletes or those who are going through the the process of getting to the top level. Um, a bit of shock if they have to experience the setbacks um, such as those that I had to undertake and for me that's why I'm really passionate about making sure that I am vocal and, and speak about that it's not this you know mm. glorious uh, ride that that only perhaps the cameras capture. Yeah, yeah. well exactly and, and I think with social media portraying an instant message now of people's successes often and there's often a bit of a bias towards you know all the good things that are happening in people's lives that it, it's easy for for people to kind of believe that i don't know in your case you just thought oh, i'll play hockey one day and the next day you're in the australian side you know yeah and i was quite late to debut um i debuted in 2017 so i right. was one of uh after after tearing my hamstring, I missed out selection in the national squad. And then there was actually four more athletes who were going to be added. And I was one of the four who travelled. Uh, I was one of 22, I think there were, who travelled to Canberra and, and competed for one of four spots. And fortunately, I, I performed well over there and, and gained a Hockey Roost scholarship, which means that you have to relocate to Perth. Fortunately, I was already in Perth living. <laughs> and... Um, you are then um, paid to to train and play um, as as a member of the squad. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned before the the male coach that really kind of saw great potential in you. Um, do you do you have anything more to talk about that person, or maybe anyone else that also had some um, great influence? Um, or, you know, gave you a bit of a, uh, a pump along in terms of uh, where, where you are now? I've been very lucky that I have had exposure and, and such a great support network going through through my junior um, development phase. And, and my first two coaches at Vic Park were 
um, John Bestel and Graham Reed and Graham Reed uh, went on to after the Rio 2016 Olympics to coach the men's Kookaburra side, which is the the men's um, national team, and and then he um, now is the head coach of the men's India side. So to have someone of that uh, knowledge and expertise uh, really ingrained a lot of my um, basics and and those good habits, which I uh, still really value today. But also I have a really great uh, close support network of friends and and family who are always there to to support me and and rely on when when I'm in times of need. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's... um, Sounds like it's the right people at the right time. For sure. Mm. So bringing us... um, Closer up to date, you said you debuted in 2017. Do you, do you want to give us a bit of a, a snapshot of what sounds like a, a huge fast track into representing Australia in all sorts of different um, settings? Um, and, yeah, talking about your career. I found out just after my 21st birthday that I was going to be travelling over um, overseas and, and playing for the Hockey Roots for the first time. And unlike a lot of other players, I had the opportunity to play against the world number one team in their home country. So I travelled to Holland mm. and made my debut in, in front of about 5,000 people and, and played against the Dutch and we ended up losing that game. But for me, it was really one of the only times that I can remember I was given the uh, almost permission to just really um, relax and in, and enjoy and um, savor the moment because years and years went into that um, that moment. Mm, mm. Yeah, they they seem to be pretty good. The uh, the Dutchies with uh, rectangular field sports, you know, hockey and soccer or football. Yes, they are fantastic and they are currently yeah, still the world number one and, and we are chasing mm-hmm. chasing them. We're currently ranked second in the world. So the next yeah. year, especially with the Tokyo Olympics coming up, they are definitely uh, the opposition to beat currently. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I've got a good feeling about next year. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've come full circle to to now but uh, as I sometimes do I'll I'll just ask you to sort of cast yourself way back to uh, when you were a girl maybe I don't know early teens or thereabouts and given all that you've been through you know um, you talked about being in a small country town deciding to really pursue sports being good at it um, some setbacks, some encouragement, um, family support, and now, now here you are, all, all places, just representing Australia. I thank you very much. Um, yeah. Is, is there anything that you could share back to, you know, that younger Georgia, after all that you've been through, that might, I don't know, make the journey a little bit more enjoyable, um, less, I don't know, problematic, or whatever you think. I've definitely struggled with self-doubt and, and self-esteem issues, particularly with body image. And um, unfortunately, I have a very perfectionist personality, which is 
not uncommon with high performance athletes and that real desire and, and want to always be better. And unfortunately for me, that perfectionism transferred and, and really spilled over into a lot of my eating habits. Mm-hmm. And I thought that by restricting certain foods, it would help me be a better athlete. And, and ultimately that was a really toxic cycle that I found myself caught up in. And it wasn't until I did my ACL that I um, had the, the chance and, and became aware that I needed to get some external help because the issue was far greater then I was able to overcome myself and what my family was was equipped mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And if I could tell that young girl, it would be to um, love herself and her body. I think mm-hmm. that's so important is that we are so inundated and, you know, overwhelmed with what we should look like, especially for athletes and, and female athletes in particular. And... And unfortunately for me, it was a really, really sad time where I became lost and, and my uh, image of myself became skewed. So if you're listening out there and, and you're thinking that perhaps you don't look a certain way or you're, um, you know, you wish your calves were more muscly or you wish your arms were more toned or any of those thoughts that I had when I often looked at myself in the mirror and the countless times where I was at gyms, you don't need to, to change anything about you and you're much better off trying to look at ways in which you can improve your performance on the field or or whether that's in the pool or um, on the court rather than knowing that by taking out and not eating pasta or missing out an opportunity to go out with your friends, they're the moments that you you don't want to miss. Yeah, exactly. Great, great uh, insights there. I mean, I can't imagine a a world without chocolate. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And those sorts of nice things. So, uh, yeah, you can't let life uh, pass you by. Um, now, I did warn you about this this next um, question I had, and that's um, is there a secret that you'd like to share that maybe not many people know about you or some special interest? I actually have a dog, a sausage mm-hmm. dog called... <laughs> Miss Luna Valentine, and she is the yeah, centre of my universe. <laughs> she mm. is absolutely adorable, and I have now become a huge sausage fan. So if anyone out there is looking for a dog breed, I can promise you that a little bundle of sausage will definitely um, bring some joy to your life if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dogs really ground you. Uh, I'm sitting here... Uh, my assistant is uh, Charlie the Whippet, and um, so yeah, they bring great joy to your life. They they most certainly do. Mm. Um, so just um, sort of finally um, wrapping up our conversation, um, you know a little bit about Girls Invent, what we do to support girls, um, particularly teenage girls at school or otherwise. Uh, you know, you talked before about self-esteem. We're really big on building self-belief in girls and, and then backing their ideas. And, you know, usually that becomes sort of business or a product. Um, is there anything that you, you know, thought you might have had during the conversation or before that um, you'd like to now share with, you know, any girls listening? I 
have actually started my own small business myself in this earlier this year. And for me, I always had a, a bit of an entrepreneurial mindset going through school. We, we had to wear hats. I went to a private girls school in Perth and we had to wear these hats. And what I realized was that a lot of girls were misplacing their hats. So what I did was I, I went out and I went to the secondhand shop and I went and bought a spare hat or two. And then I created my own little loan system where you know, if you forgot your hat to avoid a detention, you would just rent out the hat for $5 a day and, and that for me became a little income earner. And, and I've always done um, little savvy, savvy things like that growing up. But it was only this year that I formally launched uh, uh, my own hockey business, which is called Activate Hockey. And we uh, go and uh, really hold school holiday hockey camps during um, the, the term breaks mm. and... For me, that is something that I'm passionate about and, and it's really taken off and is a huge success currently. But I would yeah, really encourage anyone that if you have an idea or that if you have a passion, just do it. Don't don't start planning and, and thinking about ways in which it might not work. Um, the first step is often the greatest. So I, I really uh, would encourage any girls listening to go out there and take that that step yeah well there's another secret about you hey or maybe not so much of a secret uh, you've launched your own business that's great great news thank you yeah well, i'll have to look it up and i hope it goes from um, strength to strength um well it's um it's been a real pleasure uh, georgia talking to you and um i've certainly learned a lot more than i i don't know i don't know what i didn't I, what I thought I might learn, but I learned a lot about um, the challenges, you know, behind, you know, becoming a successful um, player as yourself and, um, you know, all credit to you for, for um, getting this far and, and I really do hope that you achieve your um, aspiration of um, going to the Olympics and, and um, just building from here. Thank you very much. So thanks, Georgia, and um, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll um, catch up next time um, for the next podcast. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Girls Invent podcast. Please share if you would like to inspire young women to believe in themselves and go after their hopes and dreams.